This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Just get off the prayer line, the Bryant prayer line, with uh, about 10, 10 members of the family. And it's an ongoing prayer that we had started way back in February because of uh, my stroke. We stopped it in May, but God said today it's time to start it back on. I expressed to the family that the Word of God tells us those that are called by my name, if they will humble themselves, seek my face, and turn from thy wicked ways, then I will hear, hear from heaven and heal their land. We thank God for the knowledge that he is a God of healing. There are several people in the family right now that's going through, and we mean actually going through. We're in a war zone, and the the war is warring. Satan is warring for our soul, and in our soul is our mind and our will and our emotions. And I, we thank God that as long as we know who he, he is, we will make it through. If we trust God and depend on God, and if we accept God, if we don't believe that Jesus is the Son, if we do believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died on the cross and then he got up and he's sitting down to the right hand of the Father, we belong to, to God. And once we believe that Jesus tells us he'll send us, he's, he was going away to be with the Father and build a room for us, build a house for us. And and he said he was going to send us the comforter. Say he was going to ask the Father to send us the comforter. And that is the Father, that's the third part of the Trinity. That's the Spirit of God. And he is our comforter. He is our helper. He is our paraclete. He is the one that walks alongside us through all the dangers. We're, like I said, we're in a war, you all. And being in a war right now, we need some help. We need to be able to stay focused because right now there's a whole lot of distract distractions. Right now, United States is in a critical point. We're getting ready to make a change, uh, a primary change in government. And it's not who is going to be. If are we sticking with the old? We know about the old. We read. We can read the old all of, all in the Bible. We know what the old one that's there in office is doing. But we we pray and ask God to open our eyes so that we know who's with us is greater than He that's in the world. Amen. Also, with with our eyes being open. We're not going to, we, there, excuse me, you all, I'm a little bit tongue-tagged only because of every now and then the enemy likes to try to mess with me and I like to mess with him too every time I get up in the morning. However, we see a lot of stuff that's going on in the world, a lot of um, looting, hating, and all. Being that I'm one of the senior people in the family, one of the seniors, I, I, I'm, I'm about third or fourth down, fourth or fifth down, but in the Bryant family of my sisters and brothers, I am the senior one. However, I do remember the 60s. I do remember, I may not remember exact, but I do remember when black people first was able to vote, at least I read in the history also, and see what they had, in, had to endure in order to be able to vote. And our vote, our, our vote is our voice, which is very, very important. Uh, in, in my household, what goes on in my household, I have a voice, I have a choice as to what I allow and I do not allow in my house. And you have the same choice also. Uh, back, back in the days there, even though we took, uh, I think Martin Luther King 
study the actions of Mahatma Gandhi, being that he went through a lot in order uh, to try to get his people freed. And that was a silent voice. Uh, when, as I explained to the family tonight, a lot of times when we come up to adversity or someone yelling and screaming at us, uh, being that I've been in communication for over four, I was in a communication, uh, corporate communication for only 40, over 40 years, and I was taught well, taught very well how to deal with people. One of the things we, we had to learn was in customer service, when a person come online yelling and screaming, we had to lower our voice. When you, if you try that sometime, when you lower your voice, they have to come off of their horse, and once they come off of their horse, they try to hear what you're saying. Don't try to match tone with temper. We don't, we don't get up and yell, because they're yelling, we don't degrade ourselves and try to yell back and keep up with them. Then two people arguing, nobody gets, gets their point across. So as, as long as what we do, what we need to do, lower your voice and listen. That even comes to the spirit of God that lives in us. He, God, you, we cannot hear what God is saying to us. when Yes, we praise him, but when we're doing a lot of yelling and screaming, we can't hear what he says to us because the spirit of God that lives in us has come to us to speak to us in a very, very quiet voice. I suggest you all take some time, give him some praise and shut up. Allow God to speak to you. Allow him to speak to your heart. We pray and ask God for wisdom godly wisdom in all our choices and all that we do in this day and time because it said like the, the enemy is out there ready to kill you and we ha we hear so many voices what i think what i think what i think what i think and we need to do some research look at the history look at like again i've said this so many times that i'm gonna say it again look at the history back to uh wilmington north carolina at 1898. look at what happened at that time, the blacks are that were they were still slaves, but they were rich slaves. They, they, slavery wasn't as bad then. It they were rich slaves. There was a community of people that was really making it. That was really um, they were free, and they was uh, have businesses. They had their own, and they were prospering, prospering really good. Then there was then there were the poor white people that was in the Democratic Party. And so there was one man in the Democratic Party, I think he said his name was Gaines, G-A-I-N-E-S, look him up, you all. He didn't like the fact that the white people, that the black people were prospering and making so much money. So what he do? He decided to start to irritate the poor white people and tell them how bad off and that these Negroes, that these slaves were better off than they were. And that irritated They even formed, uh, a form cartoons that, that was in the news and you can go online and look all of that uh, Wilmington, North Carolina 1898 look that up for your history and it showed that uh, it told about all uh, the good things that the blacks were doing uh, back then the, the slaves were doing I don't know what else they call them Negroes or whatever I don't even think they gave them that name what they were doing and so they put out so many um, powerful cartoons that it irritated uh, the white, the white, the poor whites. And so they got together their guns and they were going out to destroy all the blacks. And so what they did, the blacks got their guns together too. 
So your fighting and my fighting don't, don't equal to equals to somebody to be killed. Anyway, the white people end up killing 300 black people, black men and women, over 300 of them, and rest of them they capture as slaves and they put them in cages. According to history, down the line, uh, after they were put after the blacks were after the slaves were put in cages, the the white rich ones didn't have anybody to work their farms, their cotton fields, take care of their babies, or work in their households. So they started letting the blacks out of the cages, letting the slaves out of the cages. And as they let them out of the cages, they all ran. They all ran away. They ran from the area. Uh, from Wilmington and according to history some ran up to Canada and other parts of the United States but mostly away I think Oklahoma is one of the places they went to also now that's history y'all check out the history when you read that history that is the same thing that is happening now it is very hard for me to accept someone now the evangelicals saying that they, the evangelical, evangelical preachers are saying that they are men of God and they know God's heart and that the one leader that we now is a man of God. I don't know, but somewhere in the word of God, there is a criteria as to how we're supposed to be. We don't, we're not supposed to be a bad mouth, negative, hate, hateful person. That is not a godly person. So we can't allow other people to tell us what a godly person looks like. We need to read that for ourselves. I encourage you all this way, trust God. No matter what the situation might be in your life, he is still the head of our life. He is the one in charge of our life. We, if we humble ourselves, allow God to, uh, we humble ourselves, Lord, go and come as a child to him. We are his child in a way. If we want to be part of his kingdom, come and humble, humble ourselves. We believe Jesus, is the son of God. And we believe because Jesus died on the cross and he got up, we are um, we are covered by his blood that he shed. We are covered by his blood and there is nothing God will not do for us when we humble ourselves and we seek his face, we ask him. But we got to turn for our wicked ways. We can't go with nasty attitude, nasty ways, thinking God is going to uh, just ignore and, and assist us in a way. He loves all of us, but he has a, a status. He wants us to come through his son. Now, one of the major things that we talked about tonight was unforgiveness. And yeah, we, have, we may have some unforgiveness. We may call it just a situation. But God said he cannot hear us pray when we have unforgiveness in our heart. We have to lay aside all of that. We don't have to go back to the person, but we have to make sure that in our heart we forgive them so that when we see them and don't hurt anymore, we're able to talk with them with a decency. Uh, if you, He said, don't come to me if you have an art. If we have an art with someone else, that means we got something between an issue between me and someone else. We got to go to that person and, and forgive them, get it straight. There used to be an old way. There's a part in the Bible where God said, when you got an art with someone, take another witness with you. And if they still won't listen, take them to the church. And if church won't listen, church is supposed to throw the person out. This is a new generation. The church don't throw anybody out. So most of the churches are leaders in the churches got the same situation as some of the people we're dealing with every day. That's another whole story. Check it out. Read the Bible. You understand what I'm talking about. We have to forgive. Lay it aside. 
a lot of situations is hard to forgive, but we still have to go to God and he will help us with the forgiveness. That's why we have the spirit of God living in us to help us with our not understanding, to help us to lay it down, lay it down because Jesus already took care of it and we don't want anything to separate us from the love of God. We don't want anything. We don't want to be on the right road, wrong road when he's placing, uh, passing out his blessing. In every situation we go through, I do know that God always have a ram in the bush, in the bush, in in the bush for us. As He had a ram in the bush for Moses, He has a ram in the bush for us. He will supply us. And that one thing is, if we get out of the way, He can give us godly wisdom as to how to get through the next step in life, how to make sure we get out of this war. We, we get out of ourselves. We get out of other. We stop allowing all the vomit that people are telling us. Stop believing all that vomit. Believe what God is saying to us. But first, he said, he also said, my sheep knows our voice. And I encourage you to get to a position where you know the voice of God. And God will tell you the next step to do. As I pray for you, you pray for me. I love you. And of course, this is the third third. Uh, volume of Not On My Watch.